not some ominous shit what you're hearing. I've, uh, I've decided not to throw down the normal bed of porno music this morning. Um, what, I've, uh, what you're hearing right now is Marlin theme from the, the Marlin soundtrack. I figure I, <coughs> if I'm going to be talking to you guys, giving addendums and, and caveats and e pluribusunums or whatever at the beginning of these podcasts, uh, you might as well get to hear some of the tracks that we're laying down for, uh, or demoing for, uh, for the, the movie, for Marlin. So uh, I'm really just here to tell you that we did miss Wednesday. We're packing for a move right now, so things are a little bit hectic. But I am not going to curse you to a week of silence. So I'm going to throw up uh, Chapman and Robin episode 19 today, which is Sunday. And we will have a new episode come uh, come Wednesday. That's Chapman and Robin 20. And uh, this episode's great. You're going to love this one. But 20 drugs and comic books baby that's all it is drugs and comic books it's one of my one of my favorites um so uh yeah so uh, thanks for tuning in again and enjoy chatman and robin episode 19 to Chapman and Robin. I'm Max Peterson. And I'm Bird. And I'm sick. You can you can hear like all sorts of horrible green and brown things inside my face. Ew. <laughs> that are I can't kick it. It's been like four or five five days now or something like that. Um you were sick too for a little bit, weren't you? Yeah, I and I thought I was over it, but I feel weird again. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, It's probably just this stupid weather. Yeah, it's been sunny. Let's see what day is it today. It is uh, Thursday. Is it? Is it Thursday or Friday? It is Friday. Mm. Yesterday, sunny. I mean, no. Yesterday was rainy. Gray, foggy. Yesterday was rainy and (laughs) crappy, but um, yeah, man. Before that was kind of sunny though. I don't know. Yesterday was like rainy, and today it. We got. I woke up this morning to let Trinity out, and we had like a foot of snow outside. I was like, oh my god, yeah, no. It was oh, it was crazy. I walked out because yesterday we could see the entire yard. The whole yard yeah. was open. There was like a little bit of snow. Trinity was like being weird about um, when I've been taking her out to pee lately. Mm-hmm. She won't step on the on the ground. She's mm-hmm. like walking. She's like, oh god, what is this? And she'll walk on the the snow instead because she's <laughs> it's like what she's used to. Uh-huh. So she's like, what the fuck? What is this smushy stuff? I gotta get back in the snow. And she like finds some snow and like pees there and. But this morning she was like, oh, thank God, all is right with the world again. Here is the the giant blanket of, I mean, seriously, I stepped out into it. We had at least almost a foot. It was up to the bottom of our door. Oh, my God. So, yeah, we, there was a big winter storm warning and stuff. So, looks like they're trying to plow our driveway right now. Anyway. All of the cars in it? Yeah. How have you been since last week? I mean, we're, we're recording oh, this boy. late. We missed our uh-huh. Wednesday slot. We're, one of the reasons we're uh, we're late this week is we are moving. We well, the chat cave is getting torn to the fucking ground, and uh, <laughs> we're supposed to be moving. Yeah, we're supposed to be relocating. We uh, we haven't heard back from the girl. We were supposed to have a meeting yesterday with the girl we're subletting from, but uh, literally she just didn't get back to me at all. But um, 
Yeah, so hopefully we'll have a hopefully have a new chat. Or how are we gonna do that in the new bedroom? I have how no are we idea. gonna do this? I have no idea. We'll just clamp the mic to the side of the bed, and you'll hold the other one in your hand or something. I don't know. The, the we're not we're not taking the box spring and stuff with us though. No, yeah, that's true. We will have a little bit more Oops. space. Um, the the room we're moving into is about the it's smaller than the office we're sitting in right now. Mm, I would say it's about the size. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, but like if you cut off the entryway, right? I think if you yeah, because it's, uh, anyway. it's a pretty decent sized room. It is. Okay, I I was I don't know I don't I mean, it's not huge. I remember it being but it's not tiny. tiny. She had a massive bed in there and like a giant dresser. Mm. So. Well, we're gonna have a massive bed and a giant dresser in there too. We're not gonna take a dresser. I think she had a king size bed. Oh, you think it was a king? Yeah. All right. Anyway, it looked like a Harry. It's basically like we're moving into like a Harry Potter cupboard under the stairs <laughs> for three months. Um, hopefully, after that, we have another another situation which sounds like it might might still be in play. It might be working, but uh, I don't know. I haven't heard anything definite back, mm. which is okay. Um, you know, things take time. And deliberation and stuff, but so we we bought ourselves three months. We're signing a sublease for take us through the end of August, and then uh, after that, it's like a, a sort of gray vagueness, a dark, misty world of darkness and mist. I just I just want to get what we have going on right now figured out. Yeah, because I'm starting to stress out. Yeah, me it. too. Um, especially because we're like running out of time. Especially if the move-in date is when I when we think it's gonna be. We only have like six days to pack all our shit and be fucking out of here. Five days. Five, Five days. days. Yeah. Is Today's it the tenth? Oh man, I gotta pay some bills today. Okay. Um, no, they're due like in a couple days. I just want to get them out of the way. We're gonna talk about comics today because <laughs> I you don't want to hear about our. Boring I haven't read life. any comics in like like a month. I've had I have a stack next to the bed. Uh, just a massive stack of comics. Um, I was like three behind on all our monthly books, which is pretty bad since some of them were even shipping late. So I must have... Uh, oh. Do you remember the last time we sat and talked about comics? Like, never. Uh, I don't remember the last time we did a podcast. So. It was Evil Dead. Like, that's pretty uh, obvious, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Evil Dead was the last podcast we did. But, um, yeah, I burned through like a massive... A pretty pretty sizable stack today. Um, I'm caught up on almost everything. I'm not caught up on Wicked the Divine. <gasps> what is it? What is it? The Wicked plus the Divine? I think it's the Wicked and the Divine. I'm going to read the, the inside. And the, it's the Wicked and the Divine, I'm sure. Like, how that's how they must say it. Well, I have an open issue right here. But, um, I think, I feel like early, the early, the first issues didn't say The Wicked plus the Divine. I think they just I said they Wicked didn't. plus divine i think that's what they said on the cover anywho do you want to start talking about that title you want to start sure. talking about that because yeah. i am not blown away oh it's anymore. not an and or does it say what does it and say? it just has the little plus symbol so it is the plot it's it is technically the wicked plus, plus symbol the divine. <laughs> the divine interesting okay um what, what's your take on this you've read the you're totally current i'm current try not to spoil the last half of the latest issue because i'm about halfway through it I know that the trans. I know that Cassandra is the last god. Cassandra. Cassandra, the trans woman. Cassandra, the, tw- the, the she's trans. Yeah, the ch- Lucy says it early in like one of the early. This, she's the god. This is oh, a man. I totally thought that. Okay. Yeah, because because Lucy Lucy makes a snide comment about her name, in I think issue one mm-hmm. makes a really bitchy comment about her name and just uses a man's name. And then on in the issue where Lucy dies, while they're in the house, 
she's like if you're reading the series like and or if you haven't read the series and don't want to be spoiled just spoilers but um and is that inanna that's inanna right um i always forget that there's so many gods there's 12 gods and like most of them we don't give a shit about we probably should get that um aaron sent me a link to a website that explains kind of yeah it lists them all and then it kind of talks about what the god is in the original mythology are aaron and alan they're reading this this? yes is that is that the title there so they're hooked on what that saga and do they have anything else or is, are those their um, books? Um, Aaron, Allen, let Suicide us know. Suicide Squad. They're also reading Suicide Squad. I think they're reading Suicide Squad in trade, though. Oh. Um, you, you know, some people use trades to catch up and then switch to single issues, but I'm way too anal retentive for that. Like, I need everything to... If I'm going to start reading something in single issues, I'm going to read the whole thing in single issues. I can't, like, switch to trades if I lose interest or whatever. Um, I'll stop reading a series, but I'm very... I like things to be all all of a piece, all of a kind. It makes my collection more orderly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I. Uh, what do you What do you think of the, how how you are you still like Oh my god! Because remember you were um, like super exuberant about this series when it first came out, right? Yeah. You and I are opposite in that way. Issues one, two, three, four, five, six usually like hook you and blow you away. Whereas the couple series you've tried to introduce me to, I have not been blown away by the early arc, but if I plow through the early arc, I get hooked over time. Mm. I'm like a slow burn reader, whereas you seem mm-hmm. to like really love them early on and then kind of mm-hmm. lose interest. But what do you think of, uh, what do you think of this so far? With exception of um, some, which is always Issue good. eight? Kind of... Di- the ni- Dionysus issue. He's Dionysus yeah. on the cover. Um, I felt like it was like a filler issue. Yeah. To get us to issue nine. Yeah. Um, I mean... There are okay. some things in here that are kind of interesting, but... Um, yeah, I just felt like it was a big... Here, talk. Well, <laughs> You're reading the issue. You felt like it was a big a uh, big Just a filler. big filler. I mean, um, when you read it, nothing... The, for, the story's not really moved at all. Mm-hmm. We're introduced to Dionysus. We learn that Dionysus, at the very end of the issue, we learn that he is having a rough go of it, even though he seems to be, like, the fun party god. He, like, mm-hmm. doesn't sleep, and his he's, his brain is all full of all the thoughts of all the people he's connected to, and he seems kind of miserable, which is a, an issue, or an idea they explore in issue nine. There's that green-brown shit. But, um, it seemed like really lazy writing to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. They establish not. they establish like a gimmick. Like, look at this this um gimme. Uh there's early on, like she goes our our protagonist Laura goes to a party. Mm-hmm. Look at this page. this is this is a double splash page of just her face over and over and over again with some numbers over them and her just being like And color actual shifts. Ellie um I did like little blip words that do nothing for the story what they're establishing or what uh, Kieran Gillen is establishing is like the trope of the how a Dionysian party works is well I think this is supposed to be her like getting high yeah 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 but like you can do getting high with just numbers or, or with just uh, the color shifts and the weird mm-hmm. psychedelic colors but what what the fuck do you make it of was the, a waste of two pages what do you think of the one two three four it was an interesting choice, artistically. It, um, do you think it's the the god power? Because they always count. They'll be like, when they do like some sort of miracle, they'll say like one, two, three. I four, took like. it as like the beat of music. Did you? Yeah. Okay, but 
the reason I say that this seems like a lazy, a sort of lazy filler it, yeah, blah issue. Yeah, how many pages issue. does it actually cover where they do that? A bunch. So there's the two intro pages. I mean, let's just say right now, just so we're not counting pages on the air, which I think is boring, um, well over half the issue. Well Eight over pages. half the... Well, there it goes on. After the drop where everyone comes down, they all get high again, and we go back to the one, two, three, four. Oh. I mean, it's like, of a 24-page you know, comic... 13 pages, ha over half. Over half the issue are these pages where you get... It's it's block. It's all block formatting, which means six panels per page. I mean, you can eight panels. Eight panels. Eight panels. Was there one, eight? two, three, four? Oh, and then the opposite yeah. numbers. Okay, so there's eight panels per page. Um, it's kind of like Frank Miller esque in in the that grid format, mm -hmm. but it's number panel, next block, number panel, next block, or panel no. number, yeah, number panel, panel number, yeah, number panel. Panel number, number, panel, panel, yeah, yeah. But it's half half of every page is literally just the numbers one, two, three, four, and then we get little snippets, which I mean, I guess is an interesting way to show a party. But um, it seemed like half the issue was fucking numbers. <laughs> it was really boring, and nothing happened. It was yeah. just like people. There was like an acid trip issue, you know. I mean, one of those things they always tell you is like if you're writing a story, don't write a drug trip in prose. Like, don't write a prose drug trip because it's nonsense. It's so it's, difficult it, to portray. It's basically yeah. nonsense, yeah. I mean, I felt like a lot of what we were getting was, like... I mean, we see... I don't understand what we see there. We see Woden... We, yeah, we get little tiny snippets of, like, backstory and some sort of, like, conspiracy. Vague conspiracy. We, we find out that... Um, who is it? It's not bad. It's the Morrigan. Mm -hmm. The Morrigan, we find out, lies about uh baphomet not or her and baphomet fucking while the judge was being murdered mm -hmm. so like that seems to set up baphomet as like a a potential murderer you know which is completely immediately undone in issue nine so i'm not sure why we got i mean the morrigan is oh i don't like i'm i'm really like starting to fall off on this series pretty okay. hard what did you think of the next issue i'm Hi. like halfway through it um this is like the, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, Eddie Exposition issue. Mm -hmm. Or I guess it would be like Edna Exposition because it's all done through Ananka. So yeah. But it's like, okay, we're going to have like one of the one of the gods is crying because they all have that two-year lifespan, you know? And then they set up video cameras and the old lady is like, I was there at the beginning of everything and tells like the whole history of the gods. There is a cool big reveal that pays off maybe a little bit more than halfway through the issue where we find out, like I said, that Cassandra is the 12th god. Which and her two film crew. Are gods as well? It's like a, a triumvirate, triumvirate god. See, I didn't read that far, but okay. Oops. It's fine. Okay, so Cassandra and her film crew are a triumvirate god. What the fuck does that... I mean, that's... I don't know what the god is. So well, what I, I was thinking was that that doesn't leave... Like, what about Laura? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who, like, has, like, super sporadic click powers that seem to kind of manifest here and there. In the end of issue eight, she does... She, like, clicks her fingers on a bus where that's going too slow, and suddenly one of the gods shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it seemed, it's weird, too, because, you know, like, earlier on, she wanted to do the thing that Lucy did, which is click her fingers and light cigarettes. Start firing, yeah. Yeah. 
but in the party when they're all like raving out and LSDing and like mm-hmm. doing the amoeba or whatever my dad plankton plankton being mm-hmm. plankton like my dad's favorite dance move she clicks her fingers and the party dies down so she can go talk to Baphomet and then in the end when she's trapped on the fucking bus she clicks her fingers and I think it's Inanna Inanna the bl- uh, the black um, like Kanye West esque god yeah he has sort of Kanye he's West very esque. Kanye esque god um but he shows up out of nowhere so I'm like ah maybe she does have power but it's just manifesting mm-hmm. in subtle ways but all the gods are accounted for now <laughs> like, right who the fuck is Laura is Laura anything I hope that Kieran Gillen <laughs> this the reason that this book isn't hitting for me quite as hard mm-hmm. as it used to is like early on it was this cool idea of like entertainers and performers mm-hmm. are the they're necessary like like Kurt, you could think of like Kurt Cobain as a god who like flared brightly to inspire a generation of creative people and then died right mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god what an inventive way to think of entertainers mm-hmm. but now a lot of it's starting to feel like emo Laura <laughs> like, yeah, like wandering around like kind of bored with her and my oh, angsty God. bullshit yeah Laura's getting she's too angsty and I think the problem is is Gillen the writer Kieran mm-hmm. Gillen the writer because if you read his back matter it's all like I promised myself that I wouldn't make this back matter just totally like too depressing for words I don't know he's probably a lovely man but it it is very like mm. the cure like, oh. you can just hear, like, the Smiths, God. Joy Division, and The Cure playing behind his back matter all the time. So I stopped reading it. I don't think I've ever read ever it. Ever read the back matter for nope. that? You know what back matter I just fucking love and will read the shit out of every oh, single month? Yeah. Saga. Let's move on. Because okay. Kieran, Kieran Gillen's getting a little bit angsty for me. And all right. Well, I'm going to say the art is going to pull me through. The, the art is still beautiful. The it's still interesting. Good. So you're so. not you're not gonna stop reading. No. Wicked the Vine. I was gonna put the ones we talked about. Oh, on the <laughs> fine. Um, yeah. I really hope they pull me back with more of the mythology. I'm mm-hmm. into the mythology. I'm into the entertainment angle. But I'm so tired of seeing Laura just being wait, like, wait, 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 "Why wait. am I not special? Am I really that pathetic?" Ooh, ooh. Saga is good. Um, I remember I didn't like issue twenty five. I was not stoked. I was not... I don't remember what it was, but I remember the last time okay. we talked about Saga, I was like, oh no. Oh, yeah. I remember what it was. I was saying, um, we have 26 and 27 sitting in front of us right now. Right. 25 was the one where I was like, the story's getting way too spread out. We're seeing... Oh, it's just little remember? tiny clips Yeah, I was of, like, I was yeah. getting like two pages of Marco. Two mm-hmm. pages of the wife, or um, uh, Alana. Elena? Elena? I always said Alana. It's Elena. How do you know it's Elena. Did you because watch I know somebody whose name is spelled exactly like that, and Damn. she pronounces it Elena. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, then Elena it is. It's Alana in my head forever. Um, Elena, we get, like, two pages of Elena and the mom and the baby, Hazel, our narrator. We get, like, two pages of this, two pages of this. It, it felt very, like, I wasn't getting any story, because mm-hmm. I was getting so much story. Um, 20, 26 and 27 roped me right back in. Like, I think Brian K. Vaughn listened to our podcast <laughs> and was like, you know what? He's right. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. He's a man after your own Ow. heart. He, and do you read the Back Matter of Saga? Occasionally. I, every yeah. month. Ever since I, like, picked up, I went back and looked in issue one and was like, I'll read the Back Matter because the stuff in Fade Out was really good. Mm-hmm. The Back Matter in Saga is easily as good mm-hmm. and sometimes better. <gasps> oh, than oh. The, where yes? are two issues of Bitch Planet? Two and three. I have filed them away. 
I have to talk about that. Did too. we talk about them already? Nope. We just talked about issue one. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Well, Bitch Planet uh, two and three we're gonna talk about, but we gotta talk about. Sorry, sorry the back matter. I was like. Oh, the yeah, the back matter for Bitch Planet is really good too. Always good. The reason I like the back matter for Saga is because I you really feel like like with Kieran Gillen. I feel like I understand that he's an angsty son of a bitch. <laughs> um, you know, who's probably a lovely human being, but he's super... His angst is in the back. And that's why I stopped reading it, is because I didn't like the back matter for him. But you get to know, like, Brian K. Vaughn. You mm-hmm. feel like you, like... It's, you know, like, uh, reading G- Neil Gaiman's journal back in the day, mm-hmm. when he wasn't, like, just posting tour dates and stuff, when yeah. he would be like, today was cold, and, like, you get a little insight into, like, the world of the writer. Uh-huh. He is doing that sort of stuff in cool. the back of here. It's very cool. Um, so, yeah, we got to see... What was... twenty At the end of... Well, 26, we find out that there's a, a male dragon. There's only one male dragon left, and they need to get the fucking dragon come for the <laughs> spell that could save the will. We haven't seen the will in, like, no. six issues. Which is weird. I You know, I thought I was going to miss him a lot more, but... I don't. I kind of like the characters we replaced but, them with. Yeah, the story has kind of pulled you along. Yeah. yeah. I don't like Gwendolyn at all. Well, I used to like Gwendolyn a lot, remember? But now she just seems, like, unnecessarily bitchy, kind of. Yeah, like well, when, uh, what's the little girl's name? I can't remember. Sophie. When Sophie does, she figures out that the dragons can talk, and is like, use the, the charm. Use your charm. Yeah, and Gwendolyn's like, that's fucking retarded, you stupid whore. You know, she's, like, really mean to Sophie, and then uh, the actual Sophie, the brand, Mm. is like, try, just do it. So Gwendolyn does it, and Sophie turned out to be right. And she, Sophie, talks to the dragons and finds out where the last male dragon is, Uh gets the female dragons to stop attacking them, and then, like, sends them on their merry way, and everyone's hunky-dory. And the brand is like, good job, Sophie. And Gwendolyn's like, don't give her a big head. She was just doing her job as my page fucking stupid retarded whore like Gwendolyn is so mean to Sophie I don't I don't want to see Gwendolyn be a child abuser <laughs> that's what she is too she's, what? Getting, she's just no. drinking bush light and slapping Sophie in the face at every issue now it's like oh god Gwendolyn um we, only, we haven't seen much of Lion Cat either because we're not really following this story as closely. Mm-hmm. These two issues are pretty preponderously about um, Marco, Marco. And Prince Robot the Fourth, yeah. and uh, who's the little goose, right? Goose. Goose is so fucking awesome. He's so cute. He's great oh in issue God, twenty-seven. Made- oh, and um, the tree lady. What's her name? Uh, Stoner McStony Pants. Sure. Hi. I don't know. <laughs> the dealer. The dealer, yeah. The pusher. We'll call her the, the pusher. Fucking <laughs> Marco and the pusher. Um, so, like, in 26, that's basically what we see. But it, And we, oh, my God, there's that great bit in 26 where Prince Robot the Fourth remembers this, that uh, he has a dream that he goes home to his wife and she's not dead. Uh-huh. And she's like, she's like, oh, welcome back from space, big boy. And she's like, it's super, like, it's like a robot head sex dream. And you're like, Man. yeah. Brian K. Vaughn has such an interesting mind. <laughs> but she, like, gets down on her knees and starts robot-blowing him. How do you how do you get blown by someone who doesn't have a mouth? Do you think it's... Must there be some sort of, like, port? Yeah, you think it's, like, an electromagnet? Or can they electromag- transform you, themselves like they can do with their hands? Or do you think it's, like, an electromagnetic thing? Like, his, his penis, like, robot penis is, like, a magnetic field, and her face... 
altering I his ion. No idea. Well, I'm interested in this. Let's figure out the the logistics of a robot blowjob. That's that's old school Chapman and Robin before we got all serious and highfalutin. Go on flights of fancy involving fellatio, fanciful fellatio flights, if you will, which might be the name of this podcast. Like that. Like the static that you get when you get close to a TV screen. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you get your hand too close to a TV and it kind of goes like... And and then you get like a dead spot where your hand was. I was thinking like more like magnets that repel each other. Like maybe he's got like a little electron field groin. Oh, speaking of groins, remind me to fucking show you an image from Nameless. It's this most disturbing Uh, thing I've ever seen. But um, got a little electron groin and she gets her mouth down there and like... Her circuitry, or I guess her face, they're kind of mouthless. And her circuitry, like, activates, like, blowjob mode. <laughs> and then she gets some, like... <laughs> do that again, do that again. No. <laughs> Beep, pop, boop, blowjob mode. I like it. <laughs> and then she gets, like, positively charged ions, and, like, their electron fields are getting all weird, and it's sending, like, electron signals that are, like, your electron fields are all fucked up. And he's like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> how do you do that? We but saw Marco's see... penis in, in issue 26. Oh. He's, dude, he's, he's stacked. Um, but you see them have sex. You do. The robots... In one of the really early issues. We're going to turn to the, the blowjob scene in question. So, I mean, like, but, like, you can kind of clearly see that nothing's going on. And Fiona Staples and Brian It K. is Vaughan, a dream, though. That's it true. is a dream. There may, that may not be something that actually, oh, wait, the beaver girl, but she actually has a mouth. That's true, right? But, like, you can kind of see her head and his body uh, and his pants are on still and, like, what's what's going on maybe she's just like going down there to oh unzip or something yeah she's she's on her way down to do something but he's not <laughs> out yet okay that makes sense and then like the, of course the fucking next panel tell me when you're Oof. close and her fucking head's blown off and there's blood all over everything oh coming out of her head yeah because yeah. he's of course having like a ptsd dream and when he wakes up we get spoilers big reveal for issue 26 what do you think of the the drug message that's kind of underlying all this? Uh, because, big spoiler, at the end of issue 26, well, Marco and the Pusher have OD'd on no, Fade Away. No, they haven't OD'd. They got bad. Tainted, yeah. Tainted. Well, he, when he calls away. the doctor in, 20, in 2070, yeah. he says, two people who have OD'd on Tainted Fade Away. So, I don't know, whatever. Maybe they OD'd, maybe they didn't, but they took Tainted Fade Away, and they're mm-hmm. experiencing all of the symptoms of an OD, basically. Um, so what do you think? Cause like one of the, the reason that Marco and Alana break up, I mean, it's because Elena is <laughs> like a druggie. Yeah. Yeah. She's like getting, she's like falling deep into that um, world. I mean, Brian uh, came, he's kind of, it seems like he's pushing. I didn't, I didn't feel it. Like it's was... not like fucking punk rock Jesus where it's so preachy that it's horrible. You're just not gonna ever let that go, are you? That is for me the definition of a uh, of an overly you. overly preachy comic. Jesus. Yeah, I'm not saying it wasn't a good series. We collected all six issues. I read the whole series, and I will reread like the first four. But like, and you're gonna just bitch about it until the end of time. <laughs> I will. So... I don't like that. I I I feel like it had the potential to do something great. It could have subtly done a comic that was like, have you seen the ads? Speaking of punk rock, Jesus. Is, a very, is like a very anti-religious. No one's going to debate me on that, right? No. 
it is very anti-religious comic where there's like literally pages of just like fuck Christ, <laughs> fuck him in his in his old his Hebrew house. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though this kid is a clone of Jesus, we find out in the very end that that's a lie, which kind of undermined the whole like idea of the story. It was cool if the clone of Jesus was like, nah, man, don't be religious. But we find out it's just like some homeless some homeless woman's baby or something, a clone of a homeless baby or something like that. <laughs> homeless baby with a Jesus beard. I don't know. That's just where I was Where going. were you, what were you getting to? Um, I think that that comic could have been, like, Saga sort of tells you that drugs are bad in a really subtle way that works for the story. I feel like Punk Rock Jesus could have been like, uh, you know, like, have you, what I'm trying to get at is, have you seen the new ads, the Freedom From Religion Foundation ads? No. Wow. All right. Um, I watched it at work the other day, and Dan Dan and I both looked at each other like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it's it's like a bald, it's like a balding dude. Like, okay, the saddest pedophile you've ever seen. <laughs> Imagine that guy, like, Ew. but he's trying to smile, you know, and his eyes look so tired. He is, he is the epitome of a gray man, right? Okay. And so he's sitting in a, he's sitting in a dark theater that's all black and all gray, and he's wearing a gray shirt, and he's sitting there like... a like, movie theater or a theater theater? A theater theater. It looks like he's in, like, a, a black box. Okay. And he's sitting in the middle of this black box with his, like, graying hair and his, like, weirdly child molesty face, and he just... He does look... He looks like a sad sex offender. So mean. And he's so gray, and he's just... Because we, we can't hear what he's saying because we don't ever have the volume on at work. Uh-huh. He's just like... And he kind of is trying to smile the whole time. And then at the bottom it says, freedom from religion. And then, it, like, that fades away and it goes, ffrf.com. And we were like, what the fuck is this? Like, some, Did you go to the We tried to, but it was crashed. Apparently, like, everyone in America had the same thought. Like, holy shit, who is this man? Um, we went on there and it said service temporarily unavailable, but like I've always, I've been meaning to get back and try and check that out. But we, I was like, couldn't you get someone whose like life was put together and happy? Who's like, I didn't need religion to make my life great. This guy's like, I didn't need religion to make my life gray. And so, <laughs> he just, he's not the best spokesperson for like, especially when religion's like the light of your life is God. He's like, I wrote God out and now I'm in a lightless room. <laughs> It's just really fucked up looking. I don't know where I was going with that. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. You done with Saga? We didn't even talk about 27. Oh, the flashback issue. Well, did you think that that was an accurate representation of like... It was uh, creepy and gross. <laughs> the birthing thing oh. at the beginning? Oh. Yeah, that, that, you have not had great luck with... I'm amazed you're still into this series, because, like, every fifth issue, there's, like, something coming out of a womb or a pregnant woman getting fucked. Brian K. Vaughn, keep it coming. Uh, my my wank- wankatorial fantasies. Wankatorial? That's right. <laughs> like, editorial? But yeah, but wanky. Wanky? <laughs> a little bit wankier than editorial. Then. <laughs> Pull my hair, spank that fat ass. If, you, if anyone said that to me, I'm pretty sure that that would take me out of sex. Opening scene is Alana and Marco having... Uh, it's it's actually Marco is hallucinating because he's, like, falling it further into his own past. They describe Fade Away as that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Alana's pregnant, and he's remembering, like, uh, like, having sex with her when she's pregnant, and he talks to her about a, 
a little girl that he hit when he was a kid. She makes fun of him. And she makes fun of him. Yeah. She's like, why Why would you, like, you were seven. Who cares? Penis. Yeah, Marco's penis is prominent. And then his dad comes out of her womb. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, it's like the doll that he had as a kid or something. Yeah. Alana starts turning into, like, an orange-haired doll. Uh, Her eyes go all black. And then um, she's like, then why did you hit me? And, like, she actually becomes, like, she has seams and stuff. And her, uh, Marco's dad rips out of her stomach. I was like, man, did Bird, I can't believe you didn't, like, just projectile vomit at the table Uh, while you were reading this. Yeah. Bird has a, a thing about birth and babies and pregnant people. Birth, babies, and pregnant people. That might be the title of this podcast. Ew, no. Um, so we get... I, I kind of wanted to see the pusher, like what her trip was all about. Yeah, uh, it's something about Oswald. Yeah, she just says, like, I'm sorry I betrayed you, Oswald. But what we really... Uh, we, like, go through the Marco's head. Mm-hmm. Oh, the results of the reader survey are in this one. Do you want to read them? Ooh, yeah. Is there a new one in this one? No, there's not. It's just a standard mailbag. Okay. Um, dude, Brian K. Vaughn, he is totally into gin. All he talks about in the back matter (laughs) of, like, both issues is, like, how great gin is. Uh, but, yeah, so we find out that, so Prince 4 is, or Prince Robot 4 is like, I guess we'll just fucking blow him out the airlock, and Goose is like, no way, man, because Marco is a crazy fuck, and we need him. He scares the shit out of me. He scares me, so we need to have him if we're gonna get your kid back. So he calls it, uh, Prince Robot calls a doctor back on on his home world and is like so hypothetically if there if someone was like ODing on tainted fadeaway and the doctor's like oh god prince robot what have you got yourself into this is a really funny moment mm-hmm. he's like not me uh two acquaintances of mine he's like robots he's like quite the opposite and he's like jesus christ are you back at the and whorehouse yeah. <laughs> the doctor's just like seen it all um, i've find- seen some men come back from that place it's some of the most very virulent, virulent. virulent. anal warts anal warts <laughs> like oh boy but uh he's like he, we find out that robot blood is toxic to um mildly toxic mildly toxic to like quote unquote lesser species mm-hmm. so when we find that out it must be before this a goose when goose fi- he's like oh <laughs> really you don't say i picks up this yeah giant axe. goose picks up a giant axe and starts walking towards robot this whole issue i mean a little <laughs> bit while it had sad poignant moments mm-hmm. was very very funny yeah like, this is back to like brian k vaughn at his best you know i'm we're not getting like seven different plot lines dude i fucking hated this that the dad hated this. that the little girl got the shit beat out of her and then the dad for burning marco's dog which she rightfully deserved okay and then marco's dad was like mur, mur, mur. Yeah. beat the shit out of marco yeah with a belt and then marco thanked him for it repeatedly but that's where we find out that marco understands himself that he feels the need to punish himself for enacting violence. And in fact, we find out sort of in this moment that the reason that he takes his oath against violence is triggered by this childhood memory. So what's actually, what's your opinion on that? We let's do a little feminism check in here. Okay. So like if a little Sam posted something the other day that I thought was like very biased and very like anti-feminist. So I I, I was Hmm. like, yeah, he didn't do it on purpose. He said he watched it with the sound off and just thought that the video was fucked up. It's basically a compilation of women 
beating the shit out of dudes Mm-hmm. Like in public, like mm-hmm. uh, there's a guy at like a family reunion, and his wife is just slapping him in the face and like chasing him around, and he's like trying to cover up, and she just mm-hmm. keeps hitting him and punching him and slapping him. And there's like many of these videos all strung together of mm-hmm. women beating the shit out of dudes, and it's like the video's titles like "Say No to Feminism" or something like that, because like if a dude strikes a woman, you know there is that there is that double side there is that double standard where if a guy hits a woman. He usually, like, well, if anyone sees it, he'll go to jail, he'll get his ass kicked. They've done all those social experiments mm-hmm. where that is the case. But if a woman's beating up a man, oftentimes, I mean, a, a couple times in that one video I showed you, passerby came to help the woman beat the dude up. So, like, there is that double standard that goes on, but what's... That doesn't mean that it's right. What's your or opinion? Or that I agree with it. What's your opinion as a feminist on that issue, on the... I mean, you know, people shouldn't strike each other anyway. Right. I mean, just, like, fucking use your words. Sam, I'm trying to get out of the driveway. Uh, I don't know exactly what's going on. But, you know, like, um, uh, use That's your... spousal abuse. It's... It is. If a woman beats a man, it's spousal abuse. Yes. If a man beats a woman, it's spousal abuse. Yes. So if anybody strikes anybody at any time, they should go to jail. Oh, no. So I... break it down for me in the in the in-between. Um... I think part of feminism is being treated as equals and having the same um, the same rules, the same expectations. Mm. Um, so if a woman is beating her husband like a man beats his wife yeah. or, you know, whatever, um, then she should be punished the same way that a man would. Mm-hmm. and you know, vice versa. Um, but I think, you know, if a woman is is nagging yeah. and is pulling that bullshit where, like, oh, you can't hit me because I'm a woman, yeah. that's bullshit. If she's asking for it, then she fucking deserves it. Just like if a man... Now, you don't mean, like, if she's mouthing off she should be struck. But if she's, like, hitting a guy and is like, well, I'm gonna hit you because you can't hit me back, then she gets hit? Or, like, if she just fucking, like, runs her mouth, a dude can slap her? Um, I, I guess it's it's more complicated than that. It's not yeah. I mean, quite that course. simple. Um, but you, you know the woman that will nag her husband and say shit and be verbally, psychologically, emotionally abusive. Okay. That's also not okay, and she shouldn't get away with it. Okay. You know, like, if she is asking for a slapping, she deserves a slapping. Just like if a, if a guy is mouthing off to his wife and being a shithead and deserves a slapping, he should get a slapping. You know, it's just like... I'm, I mean, I'm not... Advocating? Uh, yeah, I'm not advocating spousal abuse, mm-hmm. but I mean, like... I don't think physical violence is all levels of physical violence should be considered abuse. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I've slapped you before. Have you? I don't, yeah. I don't really I've slapped remember. you before. Like in anger. Yeah. I have no recollection well, of that at all. I've done it. I felt like shit about it afterwards. Okay. That's interesting. But, um, I've never laid a hand on you. 
Well, I have That's just not true, <laughs> but never in anger. It's always like amorous hands. <laughs> Literally, it's like pull my hair and slap that fat ass. Like, yes, I've engaged in those behaviors, but you've never you don't have a fat ass. You have a glorious ass. But no, like I've never been like like oh bitch, you talking back to me. And like when you slapped me, I didn't slap you back. I don't think I've ever struck you in anger because you know it is the cultural thing of you don't hit a girl, and I, that's like deeply ingrained in my. <laughs> Like, in my DNA, like, growing up, mm-hmm. all I was ever, it like, you know, it was like, smoke meth if you gotta, but don't hit a woman. It's like that sort of thing, you know? Um, I mean, it, clearly my parents didn't, adv- like, tell me to smoke meth, but, <laughs> but like, you know, like, that was huge. That was mm-hmm. really big. That was, like, one of the three tenets of, like, life on this earth. If you, like, if you slap a woman, you're a fucking scumbag and you deserve to die. Like, if you hit women boo on you so like that was my upbringing so i mean Uh, there's a difference between hitting a woman and being abusive yeah so uh, so like do you think all right hypothetical so in like a hypothetical situation if you were like super mad it's this is for me kind of like the uh the beauty standard thing mm -hmm. if we were like really mad and fighting and you like shoved me Mm -hmm. into something and I, now this is all totally hypothetical people at home who are fucking horrified right now. And I slapped you in the face. Would you be like, would you be able to cognize like, oh, he was justified in doing that because feminism means we're equal. Or would you be like, I can't fucking believe he just struck me. Well, I think that feeling, I can't believe he just struck me would come from a place of. I've never done it before. No, um, this is a person I trust. Mm. And. <clears throat> Somebody that I love. How do you think? I, I think it would come like from a place of like, there was broken trust there, um, rather than oh, I'm a woman. I can't believe he hit me. But you've slapped me. Did you break trust when you slapped me? I think I did. Yeah, I think that was a a, a bad a thing. A bad yeah, thing. Yeah, it was not a good decision. Mm. Yeah. All right. So it was quite a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why I don't remember it. You hit me like I, after I came out of the concussion. Um, I just didn't had no recollection of those moments. Oh shit, we forgot to pack up Watchmen and V for Vendetta and those comics on the bottom. All that stuff needs to be cat. Damn it! Yeah, we'll do that today. But um, all right. So interesting. Um, oh god. Um, it is eleven sixteen. Okay, we're not doing bad. Um, I want to explore this a little bit. Are you willing to willing to ride along? All right. So um, I I guess I just want to get because I I can understand the intellectual position of if a man slap if a man is punching a woman or no if a woman is punching a man in the face that was like jesus that was about to go dark everyone's (laughs) at home like holy shit (laughs) but if like a woman's punching a man in the face and like his like his bloodied up and he's got a swollen eye Mm -hmm. or whatever i can understand the intellectual position you have to defend yourself from your attacker you're so go ahead and clock her Mm mm-hmm and I, you know, like a lot. Some people will say this is misogynist, and some people will point to Ronda Rousey, who is like my idol. But men, in general, in the broadest brush strokes, sure, are more physically powerful than women. So, like right. a woman beats on a dude for like forty-five seconds, the dude can probably do that same amount of damage with a blow, maybe right. more so. Right. So, I think that's where the cultural more well, comes from. I. Yeah, I in think men need to, to to understand exercise self-control. Right. Like they know 
that that they're powerful. Right. They know the damage that they could do to somebody that's so much smaller than them. Yeah, like um, I've seen I've seen you box, and you are one of the strongest chicks I know. Like <laughs> Dre, Dre tried to wrestle you in jest at a party once, and she's like. It's fucking terrifying. I'll never do anything like that again. Like you sh- your bird is very physically strong, girl, and I've seen you box, and I've held a bag for you, and I know how hard you I'm, hit. Right? I'm not the norm, though. No, I know, but like even you, a strong girl, I know how hard you hit. Right? Mm-hmm. I've seen my brother punch a dude in the face before. He's also quite a bit bigger than he me. is, but like you've held a bag for me before. Mm-hmm. I'm about your size. Yeah, but. For in in on all, all honesty, I'm a lot stronger than you. I'm about your you size. You have much more muscle weight than I do. Right. Yeah. So like, seeing one of the strongest girls I know like beaten on a bag, like mm-hmm. well, I mean, no no shit. Like if you took a punch from Bird, you would know it, right? But even me, who doesn't like lift super regularly, is about the same size as Bird, maybe four or five pounds heavier. I pro- or yeah, how much how much do you weigh? Do you mind saying? One forty five. Ten pounds heavier. So I'm I'm ten I'm ten to fifteen pounds heavier than you. So I do have a little bit of weight on you, but like you, even me, even this guy, like you wouldn't want to get hit by me more so. You know what I mean? Sure. So like in an altercation between you and me, if you were hitting me hard, mm-hmm. like you could fuck me up. But I c- yeah, if I hit you back, I feel like I would fuck you up so much worse. You know, like I, I and in that moment of adrenaline, how are you going to be like? I will now give her a sixty-four percent punch. Because she's a woman, you know, like, I don't know, like, I, I feel like the the disparity in the strength between the sexes makes this issue, I'm very interested in, in this mm-hmm. particular issue, you know, like, you know, what, what do you talk well, I, about? If a woman is, you know, punching a guy, mm-hmm. whatever, she shouldn't be doing it in the first right. place. Right, uh, of course. Um, But yeah, I think, I think he is allowed has to defend himself to yeah to defend himself um that doesn't mean like after he clocks her one she's like thrown for a loop and she's got like tweety birds or he dives down for a ground and pound you don't you know (laughs) that situation has ceased right and you've not you've nullified the threat so stop like that's the point where it stops right yeah I wish, I mean, in a perfect world, an ideal world where all men had perfect presence of mind. Well, yeah. I but mean, let's pre- just just pretend because if we get into, like, real world scenarios, a lot of dudes will just see red, go all adrenaline, and go caveman. But, like, let's just assume that all men have presence of mind. I don't know. So, you and me. Let's take it back to you and me because we know each other and we know right. ourselves pretty well. So, like, we have one of our bad fights. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like, the bad fights, right? Yeah. And, like, you've locked the door. Okay. And I'm, like, finally, you know, like, normally I'll just be like, okay, I'll wait it out and we'll talk through the door and I'll sleep on the floor in the office or whatever. But finally I'm like, fuck this. And I bust the door down. Like, Mm -hmm. would that be it for you? Like, seeing that, like, huge physical violence where I, like, destroy a door frame and, like, kick the fucking knob off to get into that door and I'm like I'm like this is my room and I'm sleeping here. Like would you would you leave me at that point do you think? No. Seeing a huge vast display of aggression like that? Cuz that that's no. that would scare the shit out of me if someone kicked a fucking door down. <laughs> no, I think I would be like probably like fuck you would be the first words out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um but 
it wouldn't be the the display of violence that would upset me. It would be that I have created a space for myself where I need to either calm down or work through whatever I'm doing right now, or mm-hmm. I just I don't want to be around you. Right. You know, so that then you coming in and like violating that space mm-hmm. and forcing your presence on me oftentimes would be like are you kidding me yeah. so interesting fem nazis would say raping you but um that's that's interesting um you know because i was just thinking as you were saying that i was like a lot of times our our worst fights our bad fights i mean yeah talking does do a lot right mm-hmm. <laughs> but oftentimes the thing that will ultimately end the fight and bring it to a place of conversation again is you being so pissed that you lock yourself in a room and that gives you space and time. And you don't have space and time if the constant pressure cooker of argument is right. on you, you know? That's interesting. And that's that's something that I, I've learned and I know about myself is that if, I need to get out of a situation mm-hmm. or I, I probably would get physical Mm. you know i would i would move past being verbal Mm. and move into being physical and that's not okay so yeah i have figured out that no matter how bad a fight gets or if a if a fight between us gets really bad the longer i am gone the longer i give you space or whatever not always but the longer i give you space the more likely you are to just be like I'm sorry, I realized that I was being irrational or like, I'm sorry, things are bad, but we should work through this. Right. I can only think of one instance where you were just fucking like totally gone. I think we talked about it on one of our early podcasts. You were gone for like 12 hours and I was like, okay, I got to go find her. And I drove around town and found you at your friend's house and like made you come home and like we went to the gym and then we went and got some food and it was... The moment, I think in that instance, the space was, like, toxic. The space that mm-hmm. we put between us was toxic. Because the moment we were together, trying to lift weights, going well, to the I taco shop, time, getting home. Too. That's true. But, like, when, when I came to see you, you were fucking pissed. You're like, I can't believe you found me. You were so mad, remember? And you're like, that you sought me out in that private space. That's the violation of that, that bubble. I, I still stand by that I, I, I stand by that if I hadn't come and found you and gotten that time because after I came and picked you up 30 minutes after that we were more or less totally okay again because we'd gone out for a meal and we'd shared some time and we'd bonded but like like you sitting in the highest room of an apartment complex <laughs> drinking in the dark like <laughs> I don't know I don't know but uh I guess to bring it to bring it back like it's all well and good to conceptualize, but let's say you like freaked out and punched me. Like we like somehow like you couldn't get away from me and the pressure was on and the pressure was on and I was acting totally out of character and not being apologetic and sweet. I was being a dick who was like yelling at you and stuff. But you never do. I don't yell at you either, yeah. Like occasionally I'll say like something frustrated and here's here's why I don't. Because I'll be like I'll be like, Bird, you're not making any sense. The moment I raise my voice even that much, you're like fuck you and you leave or you like lock yourself in a room or you like tell me you hate me or something really bad so i've learned not to raise my voice just keep calm and and cry (laughs) but uh no like let's say i'm acting like totally out of character and i'm like shouting at you and like you can't get away from me and i punch you and you punch me 
and I punch you back. What happens then? Because in a conceptual, I don't know. In a conceptual world, I'm totally justified. Does it just like just devolve into us? Just I don't think it would because I fighting. I'm not saying physically fighting. <laughs> I'm clearly not over here like you know what I'm a dude, so I think that I like come Saturday night. I'm gonna like I'll totally like end the fight and fuck you up. But I like I don't think that fight would go very long because if we were both fighting, I think I would hurt you enough that the fight would end pretty quick. I'm not interested in like who would win or how long the fight would go because I don't think the fight would go long. And I'm pretty sure inevitably, just because win. I'm mm-hmm. more powerful and because I've like boxed Training. for so long, yeah, that I which would be so bad. Everyone at home, this is not me being like, you know, someday we ought to try this out as a way to end the <laughs> argument. Like, oh my god, I cannot imagine a world where I would ever lay a hand on Bird. I'm just working out the conceptualization through hypothetical questions. <laughs> Please don't, I don't hate think me. you have to. Uh... I, I feel like I do. This no. is the same thing where, like, when I'm talking to feminists, I'm like, and the girl was a little bit, she had some weight. She was a touch, I can't say fat, you know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> but, you know, like, I think if you punched me and then I punched you, like a, mm-hmm. there or a few seconds afterwards like the fight would be over but i just want to know like what's the aftermath of that because they can totally conceptual feminist world where all things are equal you hit me first i hit you back i like i defended myself against my attacker and everything was you know i was totally justified but think about it for a second like you as my wife who punched me first because there, in any scenario if i punched you first that is not okay because you know, the initiator of... Well, wait, why isn't it okay, though? I guess whoever punch, punches first is in the wrong, and if you don't assign gender roles to it, that's okay. If the dude punches first, he's in the wrong. If the girl punches first, she's in the wrong. But you can't mm-hmm. think about it too much farther than that, or you start assigning different significances to the, the sex. So let's say you punched me and I punched you and then the mm-hmm. fight was over, but, like, you know, like, I had a cut under my eye and you had, like, a big fucking swollen black eye. What's the fallout from that? Is that like the end? No. Really? You wouldn't really? you would not leave me at that point. No. Wow. Um Okay. So Well, first of all, what's your conceptual take on that? Don't try and keep it in the real world. You're just your your brain your brain's take on it. Based on like what you believe. Well, that's something that would be so out of character for you. Yeah. I think in a weird way, I would be worried about you. Mm. You know, like, are you okay? Is something going on with you? Do we need to go talk to a therapist? Fucking clearly, for you? we need to go or, talk to a therapist. Well, I mean, we would other. definitely need to get like <laughs> at that point, therapy. At that point, it's like, okay, uh, look, you get you put some peas on that. I'm gonna call a therapist. I'll be right back. <laughs> you know, like that would be just such a that's such a bad what a nightmare scenario that would be. But so in your head, conceptually. You'd so be I would be about worried me. about you, and then there's also that that break of trust, the the physical harm from somebody that I expect would be protecting me from that sort of thing. Even if you hit me in the face first. No, 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 no. I mean, like in a situation other, if we were being attacked, mm. that you would protect me from something like oh, that. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, you know, somebody that has sort of <coughs> non-verbally agreed not to do me. Harm. harm in any way um which i tried to do so i think it would be more the the break of trust that i would be like there is something very very wrong mm. with our relationship and this is just a symptom of it you know 
Mm. And we need to kind of dig in there and figure out what that is and fix that. Mm. Okay. So. so that's a conceptual reaction to that. I'd probably be really, really pissed. In the in real reality. world, you'd be super <laughs> mad. Um, you'd probably like, go, I'm assuming. I'd probably be like, like little Tweety Birds and just be like, okay, we need to just stop. step back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm in my. In my brain, you would leave. You'd mm-hmm. go stay with somebody for a while. Or you'd kick me out of the house or something. Because there's no way we could continue to live together at that point. Right? In a real world situation. We would we would need space. Yeah. Like, we would... And now, so this would be like, how long do you think it would take? In reality, everyone would judge me very harshly. Yeah. Like, yeah. whatever. regardless of what you're in, you and me believe as as feminists and what you are able to conceptualize as a feminist woman who has pretty much got her beliefs sorted out even if the beauty standards still gives her trouble from time to time you'll get there babe don't you worry i would definitely take the the like the burning end of that stick mm-hmm. you know like our friends would be like you sh- it's a good thing you punched him because look at what a look at what a fucking animal he is he hit you you know like mm-hmm. that would just be the reaction my family would be fucking horrified I know. I saw, I, she's been hanging out with me for like three days now. I might, you know, the only person who would probably back me up, my brother. <laughs> well, your brother does not like me. So. I know. I'd be like, damn right, she got punched in the face. You guys are getting divorced now, right? <laughs> or whatever. But uh, oh, yeah, honey. get it on your finger. Aren't they males? The ones that are like prettier? Or they're the... I don't know. Or the? I think the females are the the calm. They're dang cute though. The little the little ones without spots. The little plain looking ones are females. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but, it's uh, just like going in circles, circles like a bumper has, car. <laughs> has no idea where to go. Um, um, so yeah, we. Yeah, I how think long, we would need. I. How long would that? Cannot. I'll bet you any. I bet you it would take a year. If you were not like, if you were, if you were at a place where you're like, uh, I'm not gonna leave him because I hit him first. Thing where you know clearly this was like a toxic situation. Mm-hmm. Would that indicate? Well, actually, now we're not even talking about the, like whether men and women are able to hit each other now we're talking about relationship issues but how long do you think until uh i mean society would never accept me again right no. i'd always be a wife beater. no no society would never accept me or no society wouldn't give a shit um no i i think wife beaters are that title is reserved for somebody so much different than that situation. Marco uses oh. it to describe himself, even though he just threw a bag of groceries at Alana in Saga. See how I brought it all back? <laughs> but yeah. Oh! <laughs> Failure to it's fly. not a very good flyer. No, a terrible flyer. <laughs> We're watching a ladybug, um, like, crawl all over the bird. So what do you think? Uh, I you... guess I guess it's, uh, it's different for everybody. Mm. Um, would you consider yourself a wife beater if... If I punched an you? An abuser if you punched me? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um... Absolutely. I mean, it would less than that. Much less than that. I feel like I oh, I would feel like I was abusive. I, I would consider myself like a an an abusive person if I slapped you once. Open hand slap in the face that wasn't in the bedroom or asked for. <laughs> but like an open hand slapped in the face, I would consider myself an abusive person. I would consider myself uh, an abuser. I think abuse is something also that... known as the Sean Connery. Pimp hand. As long as you keep your um, 
open hand. I think that abuse is something that's more long term. And um, some people would argue that abuse is a mindset, but I I think that yeah, it's not always physical. Yeah. Um, no, I mean like if you if you slap in defense, if you slap uh, like highly provoked, as opposed to slapping maliciously to cause harm as your mindset. Right. Like an abuser will be like, I'm gonna slap her because that will hurt her and that will put her in a place where I can control her or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas someone who's been slapped and re- slaps in reaction mm-hmm. might not be considered me- like an, a- an abusive mentality. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me, for, for who I am and how I know myself, I think a single blow or, or striking, striking you at all would be, do you wanna let her in? Striking you at all would be it for me that would be like well i guess i'm i guess i'm an abusive a-hole and then i don't know yeah this this belt beating scene in saga is pretty brutal fucking there's blood like blood coming off his back i got the belt as a kid a couple times and i gotta tell you so was your dad abusive then my dad no dad never slapped me with the belt it was usually mom so is your mom abusive then um I think it's different with kids. I've never been, um, I've never been one of those people who's like, if you spank a child, then that's you, child that's abuse. child abuse. I've never, ever felt that. Mm-hmm. I feel like spanking, spanking a child is a corrective measure akin to like spanking a dog, mm-hmm. you know, like we don't spank Trinity, but that's more you. I think we spanked Jasper. That's part of how we mm-hmm. trained him. Like, well, I have... You know, like I have hit her. Like child abuse. Child abuse is beating your kid with a broomstick or a dog chain. Child Mm -hmm. abuse is beating your child until bruises inhibit them from sitting down. You know, like using a sharp corrective spank, using uh, a belt. Because you know the thing about a belt, right? If you fold more the sound. If you fold a belt in half, like and spank it on your leg. Like, everybody try this. Abuse yourselves. But no, if you, if you spank a belt on your leg and just focus on the cogni- on the actual physical pain, there's not as much as a hand. Mm-hmm. An open hand spank hurts much worse than a belt that's folded in half. There's a sting. There's a sharp sting, but it's the sound that, that just, like, says pain, you know, to mm-hmm. you. It's startling. It's scary. Same thing with a spatula. Like, when you're slapping someone on the butt with a spatula for fun, the reason you do that is because a spatula is so loud. It's I think it's more like a psychological thing. So when you're spanking your kids, you know, you're psychologically punishing them. It's like yelling at a dog with a sting attached to it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've never thought that, like, spanking a child or giving, like, hitting a child with a belt. You know, that's why, I mean, that's why riding crops for, like, in the BDSM scene or clappers... Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a clapper is basically two pieces of wood like this, like really thin pieces of plastic. Mm-hmm. So when you slap, you get a, like a basic impact, but you get a pow, loud ah. sound. So like hmm. everything I've ever read, Psychological. Yeah, everything I've yeah. ever read about crops and floggers and stuff like that, it's a lot of it's about the sound. The sound is what like blah, blah, blah. You know? mm-hmm. So, I mean, are you, are you like a, you shouldn't slap your kids? No, I'm I don't not. think you should slap your kids in public. I don't think you should scream and shout. Oh, that's... You know, like, uh... first of all, if you're gonna... Like, I've always liked the quiet parenting style. Like, if your Mm -hmm. kids are misbehaving, quietly take them aside. If they're not 
be behaving, leave the situation. But the parents right. who are like in the middle of a grocery store and are like grabbing their kids' faces and are like, like, shut up, why the fuck are you so loud? Or uh-huh. who like felt their kids in the face in public or stuff like that. Like, first of all, I like, or I've, I've said first of all like six times, so this is my sixth first point. <laughs> but like, I don't think you should slap a kid in the face. But you know? no, no. Like, never. Don't slap your kid in the face. Don't That's pull your kid's hair. That's part of that hair. restraint. Like, yeah. you are so much more powerful and stronger than that right. like, little person is. Sp- like, if you're gonna if you're gonna spank your kid, like, spank their bottom, you know? Right, it's squishy. It's squishy, it can absorb a lot of blow, and, like, it, you know, it, it gets your point across. But, like, don't slap a kid in the face. That's a, that's a violent... There's something about that. There's... Slapping in the face is a violent action. Slapping, especially, you know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know what it's like. Anyway, I don't, th- I think that, you know, parents can spank their kids. I don't think that's fucking child I don't abuse. think there's a problem. No way is that child abuse. Because, like, would you say that you my- have thumbs! Trinity is actually magic. She can walk through shit. <gasps> like, would you, would you think that, have you, were, you were never really spanked, right? I recall one time being spanked. Yeah. That, that doesn't mean I wasn't spanked more than once, but the, uh, one distinct memory. Okay, like I was, I was spanked with like an like an open hand. I was spanked with like a rolled up magazine, a belt, uh, a spatula, and a wooden. You're a naughty kid. And a wooden cooking spoon. <laughs> yeah, I was really bad. <laughs> so like, and a wooden cooking spoon. You know, of all of those things, the wooden cooking spoon probably hurt the worst. But, and you know, I was spanked like not like ev- like every day, but like I, I I have several memories of being spanked. You know what I mean? Like I was definitely I was I was a little hellion i loved calvin and calvin and hobbs and i tried to be like as much like calvin as i could so i did a lot of naughty shit but like my parents you know my parents are my parents abusive no like fuck no like i I in no way feel like i was abused as a child i had like the best childhood of anybody i know my parents were super loving super supportive like like were like go and be imaginative go Uh have adventures but when i did shit they weren't like all right, now cognitively, as a child, you need here's to understand. Here's what you. Here's why you. What you did was wrong. Right. Yeah. That like. Cause no, they were like. I'm not saying that kids wouldn't were, understand that. They were like, "You drew in poop. Come here." <laughs> and I got my spankings, you know. And I Ew. know. And you would. You might say I'm a. I'm a pretty well-adjusted dude, right? Yeah. I'm not like a fucking psychopath or anything. I'm. I don't have an, a sick, unhealthy relationship. Serial with my killer. Yeah, I'm not a serial killer <laughs> that anyone knows of. But I know some kids. And I have some... There are people in my immediate circle who have children. You, I think you know who I'm talking about. Who don't spank their kids. Who... No. Who just kind of are like... Like, you know exactly who I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I do. Who are like mildly reprimand their children. Mm-hmm. When their children are screaming and hurling food across the room, they'll be like, no, don't do that. And that's it. That's it. And their kids are the like they're brats those kids are doomed they're gonna grow up to be fucking entitled brats you know it's funny that um was part Don't of the give anything book away. <laughs> the outsiders did you ever read that no oh we had to read the outsiders as uh, part of one of our english classes in either mm-hmm. junior high or high school mm-hmm. um and that's one of the things that the main character says like if they're it, it's like the greasers and the socias mm-hmm. um if the Sosha's parents had ever once told them no, mm-hmm. that they would be better people. Yeah. Um, and I think the parenting style 
that's current uh-huh. right now um, is, and our generation as well, kids maybe a little bit younger than us, the millennials. Yeah. Well, if their parents had told them no. Technically, we're millennials <coughs> as well. I don't consider myself. <coughs> Did you read my blog? Be, no. Go read it. I bitch about millennials for like pages. Um, you know, like if their parents had told them no and if they had punished them. Yeah. Like not, you know, like spank your kids. You yeah. know, I'm not saying. I'm saying spank your kids. I'm not kidding. That's what I'm saying. No, I mean. Oh. If they had built uh, it's boundaries not as them. Yeah. If they had created boundaries and punished them appropriately. Reinforced those boundaries. Right. Yeah. When they done something wrong. Things would be so much better. Mm. That kind of like hands off thing that's it, happening lately. I guess I, I well, don't feel like I can really have a. Because you don't have kids. And I'm never going to have kids. Conceptually, so, one thing that freaks me out, that scares me, is parents who are spanking their kids, right? Mm-hmm. And these are parents who are spanking their kids probably less than my parents spanked me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, those kids are telling people who are t- or telling their friends who are telling their parents who are getting those kids taken away from their parents. It's not happening as much in, anymore. In the mm-hmm. I think it was in the early 2000s you were hearing about it all the time. Maybe the like late 90s, early 2000s to How you train your kids should not be anyone's business. Well, I mean, the 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 child protection child, uh, what's this? child protective services exist to like help abused kids, but like in situations where you're like like, you did what now? Spank, spank, spank. And then the kid is like, mom spanked me. And they're like, they're like, my parents don't spank me. Mom, the kids next door are getting spanked. And the mom's like, <gasps> and they call oh, Child no. Protective Services. And those kids are getting fucking put in foster homes. You don't Which hear about is it. so much worse. You don't hear about it as much anymore. But like, I don't know. Like, I, I, you know, I would be interested to go and look up the rules on like what parents are allowed to do to kids that doesn't count as a abuse or does count as abuse but i remember hearing about that a lot in mm-hmm. fact when i was a kid i think i, I don't think i've ever told this story before um when i was a little kid um our next door neighbor oh, called child yeah. protective services and tried to get me and my brother taken away from my mom now that wasn't it wasn't because mom was like smoking crack on the back porch and like while dad was off in greenland she was like had a fucking revolving door of men and she was turning tricks and shit my mom was a like my mom was like uh she was like Betty Betty Crocker and Martha Stewart wrapped into one with like a touch of Shania Twain, you know? Like she was like such and she was so nice. She did like House of Lloyd. She was everybody's friend except for our fucking neighbor. They didn't not get along. Um and mom went to like we were at we were in Wasn't school. Wasn't it something like it was what it was. Not was, that you guys were being abused, but that you're being neglected. Abandoned was the right. word. But Which is hysterical because I remember as a kid <laughs> We had like sixty something acres. I would just fucking go and be outside by myself. But your parents all were day home. long. Well, sure, but I didn't have contact. My with thing. Her. I, so I'm the same exact way. Like my parents were home. I was up, get my clothes on, out the outside. door, outside, and I came yeah. back in only when it was dark, and sometimes not even then. Like <laughs> because we had a valley. We had this beautiful, just verdant valley behind our house. You know. Mm-hmm. And we would go down there and follow the creek, and we built a tree fort, and we would play Roman Empire and gladiators, right, like and like you were stick out there sword just fights, playing, being a kid. Indiana Jones. Oh, that's like we that climbed a waterfall, recently. which was fucking horribly dangerous. No, continue. Sorry. Um, did you? Hear I'll get about back that to why. Who, why my mom was in um, a little bit of trouble. like the husband or something is from Denmark, and the wife is an American, 
and they have two kids, and they believe in this thing called free-range parenting. Okay. Where you basically just, like, you let your kid go and explore, and, you know, within probably some sort of boundaries yeah. or like you not know not just like inner city kids and they're not like they're yeah. not like tiny tiny mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. like a an eight and a ten year old or something yeah. like that so you know they more or less know how to take care of themselves and okay. know like, what's dangerous what's poisoning like don't jump and off um yeah. they were reported for being negligent parents and Be- because they let their kids run because around. they let their kids yeah I was like, are you parenting insane? Is a thing now? That's, it I used know, to just it's just be like, like, whatever. It's called playing outside. Right. <laughs> like, what the right. fuck is wrong with this country? And the kids where they... carried a card that said, yeah. I'm a free range kid. Mm. And kind of explained, like, I'm not lost. I'm okay. Yeah. You know, if I'm in danger or something, call my parents. Mm. But, you know, otherwise, I'm. Fucking play. It's called. Right. It's, it's not free range outside. parenting. That's a little bit douchey. What it's called is playing outside. Well, that's what we they used call to. That. I've ridden my bike. I used to live in Hubble. Me and my friends used to ride our bikes to Houghton as like 10 year olds. Mm-hmm. That You remember that drive, right? In that's a car. Drive, that's yeah. like 20 minutes from Houghton to Hubble. Mm-hmm. And you have to cross a fucking lift bridge. Big bridge. We would drive across a lift bridge next to. That is a highway into like the third most dangerous intersection in Michigan and then like drive like ride our bikes to a local movie theater or we would ride our bikes to the burger joint or like hang out at Dylan's house mm-hmm. but like and probably you couldn't do that today m- no i'm just saying most oh. places yeah houghton marquette pretty small area where i like, grew up yeah they're different you know but like my i would leave i'm not i'm not saying like i would play in my backyard all day or i would play in the valley behind the house all day mm-hmm. sometimes i would ride my bike like 20 miles <laughs> away and hang out there until dusk and then like ride my bike back with uh-huh. my fl- with my front handlebar flashlight on uh-huh. and some people out there are like well your parents are fucking awful ben but no. Yeah, like it's playing outside, and I maybe maybe people from it's, the city just don't get it. But up here, yeah, hell yeah, like go play in the woods. And it, I think it's also building like independence, yeah. building, um, you know, all those different things that you need I, to confidence. You know, I don't know about you, but I feel like my time outside in the woods, like pl- using my imagination and playing, mm-hmm. is kind of the reason I am who I am now, and not one of these like dull-eyed. Uh, you know, like television kids. Ugh. That's yeah. I'm catching up on my TV now, and my eyes are getting duller and duller by the day. But you know, like I, th- I, I uh, it's eleven forty-eight. Okay, so we have a little bit of time left. Or um, yeah. Um, I really want to clarify why my mom was called on, so that we don't just end it oh. with like my hork, my crack whore mother was called <laughs> on. You know, like um, she, uh, she would go to work while Sam and I were at school. Mm-hmm. The bus would drop us <clears> off. <throat> Sure. And she was always off work before we got off school. So she was right. home so when we she got was home. home. Sure. One day, one time, Sam and I got home and mom was stuck at work because mm-hmm. she was manager at a super value. Mm-hmm. And she, like, the, her her next shift person had not come Didn't in. So she was up. the only manager. Mm. She was stuck, 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 yeah. waiting, waiting, waiting. Sam and I were home alone for three hours. Three hours. I was probably oh, in Oh, you like, guys had keys to the house? Yeah. Okay. Um, actually, this was Hubble. I doubt, I doubt we locked, locked the door. But um, so I got home at... No. You know, like we got home and we were home for three hours. And mm-hmm. what did I do when I got home from fucking school? I, the first thing I did was I would like... Uh, we'd read a book. We didn't leave the house. If mom uh-huh. wasn't home, we had to stay in the house. That was the rule, which sure. is fine. 
So like I was probably like reading a book, and then at four o'clock or four o'clock, Dragon Ball Z came on, mm-hmm. and uh, they did an episode, two episodes of Dragon Ball Z, and then at five o'clock, Batman the Animated Series yes. came on. So like Mom got home, and we were finishing. Me and Sam were finishing Batman the Animated Series. We uh-huh. made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for herself. I was like fucking probably like ten years old. Yeah, that's you know, like, old enough. Like eight, eight, so. nine, eight, nine. Like uh, I was probably like eight, nine, or I, I must have been nine or ten. Okay. Like so, right? Sam was six. Six. Ish. Yeah, and like yeah. I'm, I made us peanut butter sandwiches. Of course, we ate like some junk food that we probably wouldn't have eaten probably if mom wasn't home. Snuck it. Yeah. Watched some Dragon Ball Z, and then we watched the fucking best show ever to be put on television, <laughs> Batman the Animated Series. And then mom got home, and a week later, the fucking cops were there. And that's insane. Like he interviewed mom, I think for about like 30 minutes or an hour uh-huh. and he talked to uh-huh. us, he talked to us and he talked to mom and he like looked at our home and he found out what she did, what dad did, what the mm-hmm. normal situation was. And he, the cop was like, this is clearly just a malicious right. thing, blah, blah, blah. He was basically like, I'm sorry, I put you through this. I'm sorry you had to do this. You understand it's all because to like to keep kids safe. And mom was like, I understand. And he, mm-hmm. uh, we found out later, and I, I can't really say how, but we found out later that it was the neighbor, and we got to read the report that she had filed, which was like, like five days Lies. a week, five days a week, these kids are alone with no parents at home for eight or more hours at a time, um, like blah 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 and just Jeez. a bunch of other shit but the big one was like abandonment because they're home the parents are never home and the kids are home alone constantly which is bullshit because we were never even home we were always like running around in the woods you know <laughs> hi stink bugs so uh you know like I, I think that's sad i think it's sad that we live in a world where like you spanked your kid and if someone finds out that you spanked your kid you can lose your kids yeah it doesn't seem like people are out to sort of keep you and your family safe mm-hmm. anymore yeah it's like oh they're doing they're doing something wrong right you it's, know like uh, it's less protective and more punitive the system is really changing right. in that way like and i think we're seeing a lot of that with i hate to say it like the hot button topic or issue or whatever but the police things that we've been mm. seeing lately like it seems less and less like the police are there to protect us and more and more like there's something to fear Right. Like cops are like they yeah, seem they more and more predatory. It uh, it really is kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I've heard um, old timers be like, "Yeah, you know, we used to just be out all day in town, walking around, you know, with a group of friends or whatever, mm-hmm. kids." Yeah, and you know, the community kind of kept, kept an, an eye on, on the all the kids yeah. roving around, and like if the kids were doing something bad getting themselves into trouble the community the community members would be like hey you guys need to cut that out yeah rather than be like it's leaving it all on the parents and not saying anything because yeah. heaven forbid you some random person yeah. correct a child who's being a fucking asshole yeah i don't think that's right yeah, the and the other thing is, I I think this is it's all so like sympt- It seems to be kind of symptomatic of lawsuit society. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like in a society where you don't go talk to your neighbor anymore, you're not like, listen, man, you've been, like, you're, you've been like plowing your snow into my fence. You've done a lot of damage to my fence. Mm-hmm. Like, could we can we work this out? Can you stop right. this? It's now like, you just get served papers, and then there's mm-hmm. litigation. 
You know, it's 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 very lawsuit society. It's mm-hmm. not like, hey, you kids, stop spray painting that. What would your parents think? I'm gonna call your parents, and then you, it, it, the community deals with itself. Now it's right. like, hello, nine one one. I see some eight year olds uh, spray painting a, a brick wall across the street. Their parents are this and this and this. This is clearly mm-hmm. a negligent situation, mm-hmm. and uh, I've tased one of the kids. Like, it just yeah, seems to be everyone's it's in very sad. Yeah, rather than working with each other, everyone's now working through official channels. Because, you know, part of it is like... Rather than, like, working together, they're working yeah, against each other. Right, it seems yeah. like... Everyone out for themselves. Rather than calling the parents, they're calling the cops, you know? Mm-hmm. Rather than talking to the parents, they're talking to their attorneys. Right. Like, and part of that is if, like, um, like if we had kids, right? Mm-hmm. Hypothet- just hypothetical crazy fantasy world. <laughs> so we had we had kids, right? Uh-huh. If our kids, like, went running around and were doing some shit, and, you know... Someone, Which they wouldn't, because we spank our we'd kids. spank them until, like, <laughs> fucking protective services takes them from us, and what a glorious Yay! day that was. But, no, like, if someone brought our kids home and were like, hey, um, your fucking kids were doing this and this and this, and I'd be like, I'm so sorry, like, let me work with you on this. That would mm-hmm. be our situation. Right. Now we're just two Joe Schmoes, just two other people. Someone brings our kids home, we're like, get that license plate number, and we call in the sicko who fucking like who picked our kids up our and kids. putting him in their car. Exactly, yeah. like old my parents. People used to bring me and Sam. Like not people. My mom mm-hmm. and dad. We was Hubble people small. People you Hubble trusted small, and we knew everybody. Right. But like you know, like the Dyros would bring us home and be like, mm-hmm. "Hey man, your kids were like lighting fires," and <laughs> you know, and I'd be like, "It's not true." And then we'd get our spankings, and mom would say thank you to Dyro. But now, yeah. like nowadays. <laughs> If some other family, Dyro brings the, or the Dyros bring us home and they're like, your kids were lighting fires. They're like, don't you fucking tell me how to raise my kids. I'll see you in court. Like the whole yeah. feeling of our society has changed so drastically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anywho, do you want to read the saga reader survey and get off <laughs> yeah. of like child abuse and like punching wives in the face? Yes. Jesus, this was a dark episode. Yeah, we like really veered off there. Well, you know what? And I I think it's important to note that that conversation and those intellectualizations that we came from came out of a comic book. Thank you, Saga. Thank you, Saga. Thank you, Brian K. Vaughn. But like, um, we I uh, a friend of mine yesterday was saying like, oh man, there's there's this weird guy. He's like in his forties. He's a freelance writer. He's into comic books. It was a totally disparaging remark. Which you know, God bless this guy. But um. I like him. He's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. But comic books are every bit as valid as as like highfalutin fucking Tolstoyan mm, literature. Yeah, they really, really are. Yeah. There's a there's still. I mean, even in this day and age of like fucking more Marvel movies than mm-hmm. Hollywood movies, you know. Um, yeah, I feel weird when I tell people like, "Oh yeah, I want to do comic books and." They're like, graphic novels, they're like, oh. Well, they're like, <laughs> loser. why would you want to do that, you know? Um, I always lead with that. I'm mm-hmm. not, people are like, oh, you're a writer. What do you like to write? I'm never like, oh, novels. Because I know that everybody wants oh, to write novels. Who? I talked to you up the other day. Did you? Mm-hmm. To who? Ken. Ah. And Ken was like, oh, you're married to a writer. Well, better no, give you a um, raise. I brought up the whole, like, moving to Maine thing. And he's like, oh, what's in Maine? And was like that's weird that's like yeah it's close to new york and i was like oh publishing houses i was like yo yeah my husband's a writer and told him about the movie and that you were working on a novel and he's like oh all right look at this go-getter 
Um, meanwhile, I'm at home watching Californication. <laughs> yeah, you dick. <laughs> but, um... Is out there I making you look people, good. I always tell people that I'm like, you know, I want to, uh, I want to write. I want, that's what I want to do with my writing degree. And they're like, what? You don't want to teach? I'm like, no, I didn't get a teaching degree. I had a writing degree. And they're like, what do you want to write? And I always start. I'm like, comic books mostly. I would love to write comic books. Heck just, yeah. Just because I like to explain that, because people are like, why? Why do you want to write? Ew, funny, like chill, like retarded children's literature, you know? So, Bird has the Saga 2015 reader survey in front of her. Do you want to read sure. some of the best answers? Or do you want oh, me to surprise just... or do you want me to surprise you with the best answers and see if how they compare to you? Okay. What would you like to do? I, just, I was just going to I'm going to make it a production. Okay. All right. You... The 2014-15 Saga reader survey totally scientific accurate scientifically accurate results by Brian K. Vaughan. <laughs> um Question one was, who was president when you were born? How, who did we figure out? We figured out that uh, Clinton. Clinton. Clinton was mine, and you were Bush Sr. Bush Sr. 89. Well, Bush Sr. 89 to 93. Yep. So we were both Bush Sr. Because Clinton got elected in 94 for the first time. I remember that. Okay. Um, the number one answer was Reagan. 81 to 89. Interesting. So, so most of the people, people who are reading who are reading Saga are like uh, in their thirties. Most of the people reading Saga early thirties are in their early thirties. Yeah. Um, there's some crazy people like Eisenhower. Some people who are reading Saga. Are, what? I don't know if the, I mean some of this feels like lies to me because like that's at the latest sixty one. That'd be like people like my dad's age. Okay. Yeah. You know, like yeah. uh, let's see. I think sixty one's the oldest. You know, um, George W. Bush. What? There are apparently children who were born in 01 who are reading this book, which would be like 14 years old. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two, if it's not prying, what is your gender identity? 50% of the readers of Saga identified as female. 47% identified as male. So more girls than boys. Booyah. Saga, which is great that there is finally a, com- like, I, I don't mean, to, oh man, that was an anti-feminist statement. I was about to say like, a comic for girls. But what I mean is a, a good mainstream, normal image title that is has a higher female readership than male readership, especially in print comics. Because there mm-hmm. is that, I know you hate when I talk about it, but there is the like the faux nerd. The, mm-hmm. the nerd girl who wears the superhero t-shirts and watches the movies but would never be caught dead with a single issue mm-hmm. or a trade in her hands. This is fucking awesome for me. This is such a victory. Uh, and then 3% identified more uniquely. Apparently a trans woman, trans man, non-binary, defab, genderless, genderqueer, male but female for video games, etc., etc., etc. That's uh, funny. Did you, how did you, do you remember how you identified? I identified as male female you identify as female all right um i think that brought up the whole discussion of like gender how i comics I identify have, have myself physically sp- versus mentally comics have sparked the most interesting conversations that we've had on this <laughs> podcast i'm not even kidding we talk about this and then some issue in there is like, like oh do you know what blah, 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 blah. oh man blah 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 what do you think of fucking comics are our life comics are life for me i i love this like <laughs> like church this is my gospel have you ever personally ignited a road flare? And if so, what were the circumstances? If you're a North American male, everybody answered yes, but most <laughs> almost always for recreational purposes. If you're a North American female, you most likely answered no. 
except for this one girl, Adriana, from State College, Pennsylvania. She did once use a flare in D&D to save her guild from an army of angry orcs. So uh, a fake road flare? Apparently, ro- <laughs> an imaginary I road guess. flare. Yes, <laughs> apparently, apparently, road flares are illegal in the UK. Who knew? Interesting. Crazy. I didn't know that. Um, if so, we have to do something about the American patriarchy's apparent stranglehold on the cinematically awesome life experience, says Brian Capo. <laughs> uh, what was the first comic book that got you hooked on this medium? Do you remember what yours was? Um... I know that mine was. I think I said Justice League. I'm pretty sure I said Justice League. If not, it's definitely Justice I don't League. Remember. The one that brought me to like the deeper level was Sandman, though. Mm. Um, some of them were, <laughs> uh, quote unquote, many of you were nice and or ass kissing enough to mention this title. Other popular answers were Sandman, Walking Dead, 2000 AD, Bone, Scott Pilgrim, G.I. Joe, Watchmen, X Men number one by Jim Lee and Chris Claremont. Fucking genius book. Death of Superman, and most surprisingly to me, Sonic the Hedgehog. Now, this is interesting to me because if mm-hmm. you look at these titles, Sandman, that was a book that was big in the '90s, mm-hmm. right? So that would be people our age or people a little bit older than little us. Little, that Eisenhower, the Eisenhower, not the Eisenhower, no, the, the Reagan, the Reagan kids uh-huh. would have been caught on by Sandman. But mm-hmm. if you look at the new ones, like Walking Dead, That's there really are a new. lot of new readership here. 2000 AD is very old. That's British. That's been around forever. Mm-hmm. Bone, another '90s book. Scott Pilgrim, that's an early 2000s recent, yeah. book. Um, Watchmen's old. X-Men number one is old. Death of Superman is old. But there might have been the whole, like, um, Watchmen the movie, and then people going Found and the reading book, yeah. the comic. So it could Watchmen be new readership and old readership on that one. Could be. Uh, approximately how many countries have you visited in your life? Many people said uh, a majority have visited at least four. Oh. Iraq and Afghanistan were two frequently mes- mentioned destinations. A lot of soldiers read Saga. Uh, they write in all the time. That makes sense. Um, lots of you were in the double digits. Fucking Luisa T. from San Gabriel, California was the leader with 35 countries. Can you imagine? She must be like... She must have so much money. Or she works for somewhere that like sends her all over. Sexting, hot or absurd? Most common answer, absurd. What? Followed by it's both, followed by it depends, followed by hot. <laughs> um, so like hot is, you know, like no, <laughs> the least likely. Weren't answer. we like sexting is fucking amazing? Everything about <laughs> sexting is great. Um, where did you fall in the birth order? Most people are eldest. Ah, uh, interesting. What was the last great novel without illustrations that you read? Hi, There's buddy. like an ass load of them. Uh, yeah, there was no like clear leader in that. Mm-hmm. How much would you say that you support Israel's action in Gaza on a scale of one, not at all to ten completely? The most popular answer was one, i.e., not at all. The second most popular answer was nine. Interesting. So very like, divided. Very divided. Yeah. So a lot of people are like fuck yes. A lot of people are like fuck no. But that's kind of it. And then he <laughs> lists a bunch of really good graphic novels because a lot of people said that they didn't know enough about current events to answer mm-hmm. so uh he recommended four or gra- er, yeah four one two three four four graphic novels about israel and palestine and the mm-hmm. middle east which i will read here uh exit wounds palestine by joe sacco uh, exit wounds is by rutu modan palestine is by joe sacco 
Not the Israel my parents promised me is Harvey Pekar, which I think you are familiar with, right? Mm-mm. You don't know Harvey Pekar? Mm, I don't think so. The name he, sounds vaguely familiar, but he I has don't. that uh, really. He has a really interesting visual style. You'll, and then it's War Stories: Children of Israel by Garth Ennis. Uh, blah 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 blah. What are your ideal movie theater snacks? And I'll just read Brian K. Vaughn's comment because it's brilliant. Amazingly, one hundred percent of you answered this correctly. Peanut <laughs> peanut M and M's dumped into ArcLight buttered popcorn, served with a smuggled into the theater flask of warm gin. Ew. That sounds doesn't that sound good, kinda? No. Alright. I wanna go to the movies. Ew. I wanna go to the gin. movies soon, like maybe Sunday. Uh, do you think your parents you are proud of you? All that money that we don't have. Do you think your parents are proud of you? Almost every single one of you said yes. Well, Which I think you were like no. No. And I was like yes. Have you ever gone hunting? Almost every single one of you said no. Ah, interesting. Very few hunters. Very few hunters. But I they're have... soldiers. Mm. Mm. What is your kryptonite? Cute, funny, nerdy guys. Said mm-hmm. Cheryl A. Feminist boys who love Marvel. Echoed Madison G. Men wearing rumpled white dress shirts and speaking with British accents. <laughs> That's oddly B. specific. I have no kryptonite. I'm more like Wonder Woman. Alice P. Hmm. If you were on Celebrity Jeopardy, which charity would you be playing for? Doctors Without Borders won. I remember I was like, CBLDF, and you were like, uh. fucking some other good one. What was it? I can't remember. Mm. It was uh, Earth, Earth something. Arbor Day. Arbor Day Foundation. What is the worst thing you've ever been called? Yikes. Sorry about this one. These answers were almost always incredibly depressing, especially this <gasps> one, who simply said, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, favorite su- Saturday morning cartoon when you were a kid? Almost everyone answered X-Men, the animated series. Ah. Because remember, remember, a lot of these kids are Reagan era, so... A little bit older than us. Yeah, a little bit older than us. For my generation, it's undoubtedly Batman, the animated Batman. series. Batman. Fucking Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill just... Just, just sweeping their bat capes and fucking grease-painted fingers all over my childhood. Oh God, I love that show so much. I'm gonna order it. I have, I get a paycheck today. I'm gonna order that fucking series. It's been too long, Bird. The madness has got to stop. Stop the madness. We could if if I got that series, we could cancel Netflix. Uh-huh, no. Yes. No. We could just watch nothing but Batman animated series forever. I fucking well, I mean, love that yes, show. Yes, but no. I fucking love that show. Um, what is the most embarrassing thing about your current browser history? Surprisingly, porny stuff came in second. The first place answer actually involved obsessively stalking the social media of exes. And uh, the third most cited response involved having to check Google to find out the answer to question one of this survey. Which president? <laughs> which we totally did i think no we did it uh, cognitively uh if you were trapped on a desert island what video game would be with you do you remember what you voted um i, I said the batman don't remember i said batman arkham asylum oh. because or uh, arkham city so i could listen to kevin conroy and mark hamill um super mario galaga or some version of the sims when was la- <laughs> I think I was like, uh, wouldn't you need a power source and yeah. television? And- when was the last time you needed to be brave? Asking a guy out on a date, blah, blah, blah. Um, let's see here. How many tattoos do you have? Most people have tattoos. Um, a lot of soldiers. That's true. Hey! <laughs> apparently, apparently the average number is almost seven. Wow. That's have lot. you ever seen someone die with your own eyes? Lots of harrowing responses to this one, but I was fascinated by this response from Michael H. of Brooklyn, who wrote, Watched my grandma die. Oh, he's from Brooklyn. Watched my grandma die. 
uh, stood with her, made eye contact so she wouldn't be alone. Oh. Also saw a stranger get decapitated by the sea train. <laughs> to which, again, uh, Brian K. Vaughn <gasps> says, Holy Christ, Michael. Sorry for your loss, but talk about burying the lead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, what is the last music you actually paid for? Uh, a bunch of people said... <laughs> a bunch of people said Karen O's uh, Crush Songs on Vinyl and Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Those were the uh, two most popular. Which makes sense because that's a great goddamn soundtrack. This shocked me. How many alcoholic beverages do you normally consume in a week, truthfully? And this is uh, this is what Brian K. Vaughn says about that. Zero. A stunning amount of you are teetotalers, either because you're underage, some form of straight hey, edge. no. Have alcoholism in your family or simply don't like this stuff. Good for you, he types while continuing to nurse his flask of gin. Uh, the war of gin in the movie theater. Well, like, I was, sh- I remember, like, the shock at that question when I answered it. You know, mm-hmm. you were like, um, you, I remember you were like, oh, like, I would say zero, zero on average, you know, like one a month or something. And, mm-hmm. I, and you were like, how many for you? And I was like, maybe like nine. And you were like, what the fuck? Right, but then we broke it down. We broke it down. It's really not that bad, but like it blew your mind that I was drinking like nine drinks a week, which was crazy. Um, am I, are we a dying breed? Do you want to talk about that briefly or do you want to just what? pile through? Because I'm interested in that. Um, like, okay, first of all, let's not count college kids. Oh, because, sweet Jesus. Because college kids, for the most part, are a, idiots? a massive part of college kids. No. In general, generalization, are partiers. You need a bone in there. Right? Yeah. So, Bird's walking away from the mic, but she's going to continue to talk to me. Um, so, I mean, do you think that intellectual college kids, uh, like people like us, people our age, um, nerdy kids, fun, cool, geek culture people, do you think that they just don't drink? Um... Like, because I remember as a kid, like, drinking seemed pretty normal for people our age and and older. Uh, Is it going by the wayside? I don't know. Um, It still seems like a lot of people that we know drink. Well, a Um, lot of the people we know work in the restaurant industry. Well, no, I mean, um, people that I know from work, people that I know from Derby, people that we know outside of that... um, Mm. Sam's friends, our parents, and their generation. Um, it may just be that people who are attracted to this comic mm. just are not interested in, in drinking. In drinking. Um, and um, I don't know, maybe people who are more intellectual. Mm sort of think about drinking in a different way. Um, it's definitely uh, very, very different culturally mm. drinking is um, than it used to be. I mean, you see Mad Men and they're just drinking constantly. They're having three martini lunches. <laughs> um, Seven martini lunches. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear um, mm-hmm. And I think that that is probably sort of declining just like smoking is. Yeah. You know, like, how many people do we know that smoke cigarettes versus how many people used to smoke I, when our grandparents were I young? know a fair number of people who smoke cigarettes, but 
you are right. It is less than it usually is. I know a mm-hmm. bunch of people who are now doing the e cigarette thing. Mm-hmm. You know what's weird though? Like I know I don't understand how that's better for you. Uh, there's not all the preservatives and stuff. It's just pure nicotine. There's like no tobacco involved. Okay. So the thing that I mean, it's probably not. It mm-hmm. raises your blood pressure a lot, apparently. <coughs> but like one um, thing that I don't get. No. One thing that I don't get is like the 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 people who are drinking less like mm-hmm. the 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 people who are like oh well i only have like a drink a week or like i don't dr- i don't really drink i'll have a beer at a party right maybe maybe it's just me but drinking i really enjoy having a drink like getting getting drunk is a totally different thing you be in the mood for it or whatever but like having a drink is a great thing a martini at the end of a day or like a G, uh, you know, any th- having a cocktail is like one of my one of my favorite things to do. A great way to unwind. You know? Um, yeah. I it's something that I'm not in the mood for very often. Yeah. But yeah, when I'm in the mood for it and I have just that one, maybe two, mm. yes, it's great. It's enjoyable. It tastes good. Um it makes you feel different. Yeah. Um but I guess, like, intellectually and um, because I know what it does to me mm. on a, a physical level, mm. not only, like, being inebriated, but um, the effects that it has on muscle building and health. Yeah. I think those are big factors, too, in why I don't drink mm. as much. Um Probably, you know, bad experiences in college also help that. Interesting. Um, Don't eat your cage. Stop eating. I even gave you a bone as your problem. (laughs) All right, moving on. That's interesting. Um, And Bird and I are getting tattoos, by the way. We are. We're getting tattoos tattoos on May 1st. May 1st. May 1st. Um, Stop it. Do you think college is important? Most of you agreed with Tia Lena P. of Austin, who wrote, in order to be an informed, interesting person who contributes meaningfully to society, no. To get a good job, often. To be qualified for some small number of careers, yes. I am utterly in agreement with this. Yeah, Um, that was a a well thought out answer. Well put answer. Me and my mom had a big conversation about this the other day. Lock her out of her cage. Lock her out of her crate. Um, but maybe that conversation's best left to another another day. What do you hope your legacy will be? Most people said something along this. I mean, there's there's a bajillion of them, but the answer that uh, Brian K. Vaughn liked best was, I hope my children will remember their childhoods with happiness and strive to give their, give their children the same. Mm-hmm. And now you pretty much have to get ready for work at this point. What time is that? 12 16. So we're gonna we're gonna put a pin in it there, but do oh man we we've got more to talk about because I still have some comics in front of me, witches which I have been the champion of. None of these I've read. I know, but okay. witches which I've been a champion of for like five issues in a row now. This is oh this is issue five. So like for the first four issues I was like yeah fuck yeah witches. Mm, not feeling it quite so much. Huh? This I mean the, you know there's always a hit and miss there's always hit and miss Stop. issues, right? No. So, for me, this issue kind of illustrated something that I had felt reading a script in the back matter of one of Scott Snyder's Batman volumes. He's writing this book, too. Hmm. But we'll, we'll cover that next time. Okay. I'll make a note. But uh, 
That was a very informative. Why do I feel like I should like shake your hand and be like, that was a good conversation. Well, a great Thank you, sir. A great interview we had. <laughs> and, you know, that was our special guest, Bird Peterson, anti-feminist and wife beater. Um, <laughs> this has been 60 minutes. <laughs> so, um, no, that was, I thought that was a, that was a good conversation. Um, I guess the moral of the story, kids, is read more comics and you'll get smarter. Just make sh- <laughs> just make sure you're reading image books because everything we talked about today was yeah. fucking image books. They're great, and read everything by Brian K. Vaughn because he's also a genius. Yes. Next week, uh, we'll dig into which is issue five, two issues of Exo Man War, which is getting better and better as we go, and Grant Morrison's just fucking heinous uh, series, Nameless. Uh, until then. I'm Max Peter. Uh, that was Chapman and Robin. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was about to go into my like CNN sign off. Jesus. Um, yeah. So that was Chapman and Robin for this week. I'm Max Peterson. And I'm Bird. Holy podcast, Chapman. <laughs>